This podcast episode is brought to you by Phone Sites. With Phone Sites, you can build a website or sales funnel that generates leads from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any tech skills or without downloading an app. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Nate. Ain't no five and no six. I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage. It's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm called to be a leader I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey, Bailey Hey, what's up, everybody? Championship Leadership Podcast here, and I'm excited today. We have Tyler Wagner. He's out of, he's living in Miami. We had a quick discussion around uh, where we've been, where we're from. I'm from Minnesota, and uh, sometimes it's a dev giveaway, but uh, sometimes it's not. But (laughs) he's the founder of Authors Unite, and uh, just excited to have you, man. Thank you for being here. Uh, Of course, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. First question I always like to ask is, what is championship leadership to you like when you hear that what does it mean for you championship leadership for me first thing just natural kind of gut reaction to it is something correlated with like culture and i'd have to give a shout out to a friend of mine uh, his name's jay duran uh we actually did his book about i guess it was almost a year ago um he runs this company called culture matters and i've learned you know sometimes it's like your clients also teach you a lot as yeah, well totally it was like one of those experiences where i don't know i just i learned a lot from him as well and um like i think it all starts from the top right so to me if you have a good culture and you're a good leader then your people that work for you with you however you want to word it they are also just almost just as engaged as you like Gary Vaynerchuk I I believe kind of says that you know nobody that works for you is going to be as in it as you are but if you can get to like 80 percent or something then then that's pretty good Mm -hmm. so yeah to me it's just you know being honest living through my work doing the work and showing my employees that I'm doing the work as well like I did a video the other day sorry to go on a tangent here it's just this This is is awesome yeah like I, um, I did a video the other day because I think a lot of people don't do this and, and they miss this is on LinkedIn. Like every week I am reaching out to like 500 people on LinkedIn to like hop on uh, connection calls to potentially like collaborate. So I'll reach out with like local Miami entrepreneurs. And then I'll also reach out to um, like book publishers, ghost writers, people that 
we could uh, basically be partners in, in the work that I do. And, and it's me, you know what I mean? Like, and, and I'm pretty, the same exact message, I copy and paste, like I'm not, you know. So for my employees that do sales for me, that's what I show them. I'm like, yes, even though I'm the leader of the company, like I'm doing these things, I'm not getting paid for them directly, you know, I, I, but it's, it's these indirect relationships that you can build. So either way, I think it's just showing that you're putting in the work and other people see your success from the work you put in it's kind of easy for them to be like, Hey, it's working for you. I will follow the lead of that. So yeah. that's what I do. Yeah, I love that. The, you know, not only can they follow the, the lead of it, but like, it's such a great example of, Hey, like, cause most let's be real. Most founders, owners, I would say the majority of them, they've done the work at one point in time, but a lot of, I think a big reason people become owners of companies is so that they don't have to do that work anymore. Yeah. And uh, the, the fact that you're still doing it and leading by that example is incredible. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, we'll see where everybody's at in 10 years. I have no idea, but I, I think the leaders that do that maybe don't last as long because I'm a big Gary Vee guy. You'll notice. In, in yeah. I, I just think it's, it's about, you have to actually like the process and not only be out for the outcome. Cause I know what you mean. Like there's definitely the um, shiny object syndrome, if you will, of being an entrepreneur and being like, Oh, I can set this thing up and never have to work again. It'll just run on its own. Yeah. Which yeah. is possible in reality. Like, you know, you can do it, but it's also like you want to enjoy the process, you know? So I actually, as weird as it sounds, I don't really mind reaching out to all these yeah. people. I like connecting with people. No, I'm not pitching. There's no, it's just like, hey, if business comes up, it great. If not, hey, you might, you know, a hundred people, maybe somebody you know, or maybe we're just yeah. friends. So, yeah, I don't know. I'll never not like connecting with people. So I don't mind. Totally. No, that's great, man. I love it. What's, uh, well, tell us a little bit more about you and, and uh, Authors Unite. Where did that come from? Like, yeah, what, what put you on the path that you are today? Yeah, so a little background. I was in, I went to college at University of South Carolina. I just followed the palm trees, if you can't tell. So. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I love it. Diego, <laughs> now I live in Miami. So I got as warm as you can possibly be in the United States. <laughs> as as I, know, I don't think anywhere is warmer than Miami, I don't think. But um, so what happened is my major was actually accounting in, in college. Okay. And I hated it, but I had like read something that it was the highest paid salary directly out of college. So it was all like about the money I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I like even the first accounting class, I was just like struggling. It just doesn't connect with me. So eventually I read this book four hour work week. Many people have heard of it yep. and just changed my whole mindset to make me believe that I didn't need the piece of paper to like succeed in life. Meaning, you know, the graduation, whatever the piece of paper you get. And um, so I dropped out of school two years in. I had a lot of mentors because I had been doing this LinkedIn even before Authors Unite. Like I would just reach out to people. One of the things, and it's actually in my first book, is reaching out to conference coordinators when you're in college. And so what I would do is I'd reach out to conference coordinators and say, hey, like I'd love to help you with your event any way that you see fit, like setting up, help you get sponsors, whatever. But I, I can't afford it. Like I'm in debt. I'm a college kid dropout now. Uh, I'm an aspiring entrepreneur and you'd be surprised like the thing is a lot of people want to help you like once you're on the other side of the fence whatever you define success as 
Yeah. A lot of people that have had success, success in entrepreneurship, they see the young entrepreneur that's trying and it's like this feeling of wanting to give back. So I got a majority yeses. So, so no lie, what happened is six months later, I actually end up at this event called Mastermind Talks that I helped get sponsors. And I literally, um, Tim Ferriss was the keynote. So I meet Tim Ferriss at the event. Oh, wow. Everything comes full circle. And then from there, I talked to more mentors. I wanted to be a public speaker. They said, root word of authority is author. So, you know, you're 20 years old. You don't really have an expertise. If you want to actually be taken seriously, get an expertise and write a book. So um, that's what I did and it worked. I got paid to do a few speaking gigs here and there, but what took off quicker kind of by accident is a lot of people also wanted to write books um, and learn how to market them, which I had mastered at that point. And then Authors Unite was born and you know now we're here today, uh, eight years later, but it's, it's been branded as Authors Unite for about six years. Okay. So what, what was the book? What, what book did you write? Yeah, I didn't even name the title. I'm, I'm bad at uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Leave me so, hanging here, man. Come on. <laughs> it's, uh, it's called Conference Crushing. So it's, um, it's actually like a little 70-page book. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, broken up into three parts. So what you should do before, during, and after an event to maximize your ROI. Okay. Um, return on investment for those that don't know. Um, and yeah, it was my first book I ever wrote. 20, I may have been 21 when it came out and, um, yeah, it, it did well. And, uh, and it, it kind of, again, it was all kind of by accident, but what ended up happening is conferences wanted me to speak and kind of open up the event to like teach this. It's, it's broken up into 17 principles and three sections to teach the room how to network effectively. So it was kind of like yeah. just perfect. It just fit. Yeah. And, um, but I still, I get a little nervous on stage, although it may not seem like it in this interview. Yeah. So public speaking, still working on it, but I, I kind of like the just being at home, chilling and, and doing yeah, right. that work personally. With that, with that view that you have of the ocean. Yeah. 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 Like I'm good here. <laughs> I am aware though. And, and I think it's, it's something just to note, like public speaking can really take a business to the next level. A lot of my clients I work with, that want to become authors, they're, they're kind of using the book to leverage a speaking career. So I'm really working on it because I know it can help take me to levels that are way beyond, you know? Yeah, maybe talk about that. That was a question I have because I think that's, you yeah. know, I run into a lot of people. They want to they wanna speak. They want to be on stages. Um, they don't know how to do it. They don't know where to start. You know, you're talking about doing it through your book. You, you did it through your book. Yeah. Um, how did it happen for you? How do you see it happening for your clients? Maybe give a, yeah, a few tips, insights on that. So, well, I'll speak on one of my clients that has just crushed it with it. His name's Chris Kai. We did his book about five years ago. Um, and this guy literally has been paid 30 grand for a one hour keynote. Just one of those things that, you know, this is an outlier. Just want to be clear. Yeah, like, for sure. For 10, sure. 10 grand for one hour is even amazing. So yep. even five, I think is amazing. Whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what I, one thing I want to kind of harp on is like always being active. So it's not the case. And we do like big book launch campaigns. We'll do Amazon, Wall Street Journal, USA Today. Our clients have hit bestsellers on these lists. And if you hit bestseller on them and then don't do anything afterward, well, you're going to have a week of fame and then nothing is really going to happen. You have to mm -hmm. leverage, be proactive about it. Um, so from what I can tell from what Chris has done over the past five years after we launched his book is one thing is really be active and get involved in speaker uh, bureaus. 
So he actually has speaking bureaus. I think one's called like Eagle Talent. That and the speaking bureaus, they'll take a little cut or something. I don't know. Yep. But they'll take a cut, but they're actually actively trying to get him on stages because they make money as well. Yep. Uh, but the book is the foundation of it all. So it's, it's kind of like the best-selling author stamp. It, to me, is the foundation of kind of maybe trust and authority. Like they don't yep. question you anymore. Um, and then obviously a speaking reel, things like that, those help. But yeah, so he's now uh, on like a bunch of speaking bureau websites. He's actively pursuing like conferences. So he'll reach out to the coordinators or have an assistant reach out and basically share um, his speaking reel, his book and, you know, other events that he's spoken at. And it kind of just snowballs. Um, so that's what I'd really say is like, for me with the conferences, that's what I did too. After my book uh, launched, then it hit me and I was like, okay, this could work too. Cause I was reached out a few times and then I was like, yo, this is working. Now I'm going to get an assistant. I want to know all the conferences in like the U S yeah. start letting them know about the book. And then even if you get one out of a hundred that say yes, you know what I mean? It's how long does it take to reach out to a hundred? You know, you could, I don't know, you could pay an assistant to do that and reach out to a hundred a day. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. And uh, I think it's, it's great perspective for a lot of people too. Cause sometimes I don't know, it could be a perception that, well, I wrote the book. <laughs> It just sit back and wait, right? Like the floodgates yeah. should be open. What's what's going on here? <laughs> if only that would be nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, you got to be intentional, just just like you did with the book. Is get yourself out there, and and uh, you know, that's where the leaders really do separate themselves. And like like we talked in the beginning, you're still out doing that. You still out, you're still doing that inside of your business. Who are some people that have impacted you? You know, whether you want to name names or not, it doesn't matter to me. But like, who are a few people that you that come to mind right away, like just championship leaders, coaches, mentors that have that have helped you get to the path that you're on? And, and really, what are some of the biggest traits, characteristics that you've taken from them that really impacted you? OK, nice. So there's a lot jumping around up here. Let me think about mm -hmm. it. <laughs> okay, well, no, you mentioned Gary Vee a few times. Yeah. So so definitely. Well, Gary Vee, just because the I think the transparency and actually seeing how much work he's putting into it, because he's the most prime example of like somebody I think who has not let the success get to his head and be like, hey, just because I'm worth this much or I make this much money, I'm too good to do these type of tasks. Like he's still doing like the things of just like like replying on Instagram, you know, which yeah. is something again you could outsource, but it just loses the authenticity, I feel. So, you know, so he's definitely up there. Obviously, Tim Ferriss, just because his book literally did, like, rearrange my mindset and put me on the path to entrepreneurship. Yeah. So him, um, and then some people that are maybe not as famous. There's a guy, the Mastermind Talks guy uh, named Jason Gaynard. You know, just for him kind of believing in me, if you will. You know, I reached out to him after I saw his event. We talked on Skype and he's like, yeah, help me find sponsors and you can come to the event. Like, so it's kind of a leap of faith for him to just trust that this 20 year old kid with no experience yeah, right. would actually be worth, you know, <laughs> so I appreciate that. I mean, dad, mom, you know, yeah, I, of course. I, I think just, I think the way you're raised, the older I get, I'm starting to notice that obviously you can change your ways and stuff as you get older, but your mind and stuff is shaped pretty thoroughly at when you're younger. 
So I had a really good supportive like childhood and just have a really loving family. So it's, it's something where it's, although I have goals financially and stuff, I've always felt like I kind of already have what I need. Like I'm, I'm good from that standpoint. And I think a lot of people don't have that. So I'm just like grateful to, to have a family, you know, that's just like there. Yeah. 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 It's uh way less common than it than than I think it probably should be so it's it's yeah. it's good to hear that 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 was there for you and uh definitely something that you know especially as a father for myself I think of my kids is automatically I'm like yeah man I want them to be able to say that yeah uh, when they when they get it to our point in life so what's a what's a vision for you because I always like you know I'm a big football guy I'll think of you know, I'm not a Patriots fan, but uh, you can't deny that Bill Belichick and, and Brady and the crew uh, have something figured out, right? Yeah. And I always – I like to attribute that to a big part of that being just a vision and being able to see some things that, that the other coaches at the, you know, the NFL, the best of the, the best in their, in their profession aren't able to see. And not only that, but, but being able to have that vision and then just – decisive action or execution on those uh, when no one else is maybe taking that path. Um, yeah. So just curious, like what's, what's your vision uh, authors unite for you, for your life over maybe the next three to five years, 10 years, whatever that might be yeah. and where you're headed and what you really want to grow this into the impact you want to have, whatever that looks like for you. For sure. So one, I'll start with just a quick thing. Their, their vision is good, but when the Eagles beat them in the Super Bowl, they didn't see <laughs> I will say that. So. Oh man, that was good. <laughs> I, have a, I am an Eagles fan. So. I had a big smile on my face after that game. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a great game because it was textbook looking like the Patriots were going to come was. back. Yeah. Nah, somehow we we, we stuck. They, they, they came up big at the end too with some big. Uh, they did. They did. Plays, the fumble. Oh yeah. That was one of the most intense things to watch. Yeah. Okay, so but for me. It's, it's kind of one in itself, but I'll kind of separate it. So for Authors Unite, the vision that I have is that if you, or let's just say Authors Unite, the company and myself, if we help authors succeed, I feel like authors that are putting together a book to help others, if we, they're kind of the foundation, right? Because we learned, like a book changed my life. For our, yeah. I mean, I just think if I can help as many people as possible that want to write books and share their wisdom with others if i can help them then kind of indirectly i'm helping all their readers as well so that's why my focus is just really on on authors because i think it impacts everybody if i just focus on them so so that's kind of my vision is just helping authors and in um indirectly it helps everybody else and then for myself i mean traveling is one of my favorite things to do so miami's like my home base it's just like I've traveled a lot and I, I just, I feel, feel good here. So I think I'm going to stay here. That's just like the home base. And then yeah. Authors Unite grows and I'm able to, I do want to speak more and, and travel more, but the thing, traveling also, as much as I love it, I, I seem to get a little off track with work when I travel. Yeah. So, you know, habits, habits are hard to me when I'm traveling all over the place. Yeah. But when I just stay in Miami, like I'm like clockwork, 5am, yeah. gym, come back. So, so yeah, for myself, I just think staying around here, traveling, and then um, just keep helping authors and just focus on that one type of person. And uh, I think everything else will kind of take care of itself from there. 
What, uh, what, what is success for an author that comes through and works with you guys? Good question. So it's pretty custom. It would depend. Um, and I'll, I'll kind of explain. We work with a lot of nonfiction and personal development authors. And we do publishing, editing, like anything a publishing house can do. But where most of our business comes from is the marketing aspect. So for us, it's, it's just like if the author has a book they believe in, our team reads through it as well and, and believes in it as well. And they want to get on more stages or they want to sell a ton of books, whatever the goal is. Or maybe they want, maybe they have a consulting, uh, consulting practice that they want to grow on the back end. We'll set that up custom, like a sales funnel, whatever it is, um, and then do a launch, help them get the accolades, like potentially they have the opportunity of hitting a Wall Street Journal or USA Today, and then teach them how to leverage those accolades to actually help the people they want. So I guess end result would be, you know, best-selling author, a back-end system to actually get clients from, from reader to client, people from reader to client. And then, um, yeah, just a, a profitable author, I'd say, because I think that's one of the hardest parts that authors have that, that I found is uh, typically people that are really good at writing are introverted and not very uh, outspoken, yeah. as, like verbally, but written, obviously. So that's the gap we kind of fill. It's like, hey, you have this expertise and you wrote an amazing book, but you have no idea how to actually get it to, to like spin and like get into the, all the hands of the people. We'll take care of the second part for you. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason they're writing a book, right? Versus yeah. maybe a podcast or some, something else like that. But uh, yeah, I appreciate that. And there are typically some, some very defining moments, turning points, critical decisions um, that we have in our life. And, you know, I think we all have probably more than one of these, but, but is there one or two that, that come to mind for you where I like to call it like the why in the road where it could have been easy from the outside looking in to maybe, you know, to take a left. It's maybe that safe path that your fa family, you know, was like, you got to take this route. Like this is the way to go. But you just knew deep down inside that like you had to go right. The, the road less traveled, we'll say. And, uh, and had you, had you not gone right, you know, you wouldn't be sitting where you are today. Authors Unite isn't a thing. Like, is there a, is there a moment or two that, that comes to mind right off the bat that you can share and just uh, yeah. let the that, listeners know? So there's, there's two that come to mind. One is just, you know, the dropping out of school. Like, I think back and, again, just going back to the four-hour work week, one of the things he teaches in, in there is to think, what's the worst that could happen? And I think a lot of times we create things like fears in our minds that seem to be way worse than they really could be. So like dropping out of school, for instance, seems like this like whole big ordeal, which it, it was to me at the time. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if I had dropped out and let's just say authors, Unite didn't work out, the book didn't work out, everything failed. Worst case scenario was I end up back at my parents' place you know, having home cooked meals and living a pretty good, yeah, right. a pretty good life. Like it wouldn't yeah, no be doubt. <laughs> like, <laughs> like pretty good, you know, so like, yeah, you, and you I know, can always go back to school, right? Yeah. yeah. Or back to school. And I know everybody doesn't have that. So I do obviously like I have a good foundation backing me. So just putting yeah. that out there, like I get that. Um, but that was, I had, but I had created this thing in my head where if I dropped out and I failed, 
I would be humiliated. Like I'd be, I think they call it like a super senior or something. Like I'd be with the class below me if I had to go back to school and it would be embarrassing. All these kind of like ego things that just don't matter at all. Like it was, so it was that. And then the second one that's kind of a funny um, story is with the mastermind talks is when I, so I grew up in Philadelphia area and uh, when I was invited to go to mastermind talks, that was actually up in Canada. And I was driving th- through the Niagara Falls like border and I had a bunch of stuff packed because I was also g- going to intern with him. So I lived up there for six months and this was right after I dropped out of school. So I go to the border and they're like, they pull me to the side and question me, which I don't know if anybody's been like questioned at borders and stuff, but it's intense. Like it's, I have been. Yes. <laughs> it's, not, it's not fun. Yeah. So, I'm sitting there and I didn't even think this was like a, a possibility. So I was right. not prepared and I had all my stuff packed and this woman, a police officer or border patrol, she starts asking me like, Hey, why do you have all these things like plates, bed sheets, all this stuff? Are you like going to take a job here? And I was like, no, I'm like, I'm interning and I'm not getting paid. Cause you, you can't, there's things with different countries. You can't like get paid or something. It's, I, I can't explain it fully. Yeah. So, and it was true, like he was not paying me. So either way, they deemed it though that it seemed fishy, I guess, and they turned me around. So I drove seven and a half hours to the border and I got turned around, had to drive all the way back to to home. And my mom, at that time I had like no money. So she was like, I can get you a hotel. But I just was like, I think the rage was just in me. I was like, what am I gonna do? So I drove all the way back home. So it was like 15 hours one day. I could, I, you know, those next two weeks where I was at home, I really was like kind of scared because I was like, I don't know if I'll be able to get in. Once you get flagged once, like I have a red flag forever, I think on my Canada, anytime yeah. I enter Canada, they're going to be like, yo, this guy's shady or something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah you had plates and sheets. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like, well, man, I'm doing something bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but what, this is what ended up happening is then uh, the guy, Jason, he actually then uh, two weeks later, I gave it another try. And he met me at the border just in case they, which they did pull me to the side again, but it was a different uh, person and he didn't have to, but he was prepared to like talk with them as well. But either way I got through, but Hey, after that, I mean, it was pretty terrible. I may have not decided to try again and just be like, yeah, right. Yeah. So those two moments were pretty pivotal. Yeah. I love it, man. Thank you. Um, as we wrap up here, what are, what are one or two things that uh, you could leave with the, the audience, the listeners, to just help them maybe put something into action right away to help them move forward in life that would benefit them? Yeah, so I'm a little biased here, but I, it's just my experience. I think a book yeah. is like the foundation of you and your business. So I, I'm not, I don't lean towards the side of like writing a book just for a business card like write a book you're proud of, but I do think it should be one of your first priorities just because I've seen it change people's lives, like my own and others, like their life and their business. So I think it should be one of the first things that you really do and to take action on it. Don't be so caught up in perfecting it. Just allow yourself to write a first draft that is probably going to be pretty terrible, but at least you have something to work with and mold and edit and then after five to 10 edits later, you'll have something really good that you're proud to share. So don't let perfection hold you back, you know, from, from yeah. getting the book out there. Man, that's so true in, in everything, right? 
I mean, there's so many stories that people have of that just like these limiting beliefs or whatever it is that, uh, and none of it's true, <laughs> but it just keeps people stuck and paralyzed and like not ever doing the things that they always kind of deep down wanted to do. So yeah, just do it. I can say that like you talked about your first book. It was like 70 pages. I think you said, I think mine was like 63 <laughs> and it was horrible. And then, uh, but just getting that first one done was, it felt so good. It really did feel good. Yeah. And then, and it's a little bit, uh, you feel a little naked, right? Like you kind of putting yourself out there. And, but after that, it, uh, I've, I've done two more since then. So it definitely gets, gets easier. So yeah, I love that yeah. advice, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's, uh, what are a few ways that, that the folks here listening can uh, follow you, uh, find you, obviously you got authorsunite.com. Uh, but yeah, what are, what are a few other ways we can follow you and get more from you? If you're interested in working with us, I mean, authorsunite.com is the best way to connect with me, like personally, probably Instagram. So it's just Tyler B. Wagner, middle name's Benjamin. So <laughs> yeah, I love it. Do you have a podcast? Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, that's called the Authors Unite Show. Okay, perfect. So yeah, we'll get those all linked up. And um, I really appreciate you taking some time out of your day. I'm sure you're planning on hitting the beach today or something. Uh, a little bit later, I think. It's like, so. it's like a beautiful day. So uh, thank you so much for being here, man. I appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for having me. I used to wait every day for them to say. Nature going home. I miss my life, miss my wife. 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's got to be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. Years of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm gonna be a leader. I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer. We can do anything we want. <laughs> if I said it, then I meant it. I probably already did it. Consider it Consider it done. If you need some inspiration, you should play this. Championship Leadership Podcast. Hey, baby.